I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, luminary. John Denman. John Denman. Hi, right, everybody. Welcome to Drink of Ages radio show. I'm your host, John Denman. DJ Muskratch is a producer. Hope everybody's out having a great night tonight. Uh, if you're driving around, swing by Drink of Ages Pub, come hang out and have a pint with us. Uh, if you are not driving, then Uber over to Drink of Ages Pub and come hang out and have a pint with us. Uh, but yeah, we're sitting over 1005 Wall Drive, Montrose area. Always have some amazing badass beers on tap. And of course, the free hot dogs. That has. Uh, that's, that's, we're buying a lot of hot dogs, Muskratch. It's it's amazing how many hot dogs that uh, people eat. And then, then uh, somebody came in and goes, man, you should do a hot dog eating contest. I was like, I think we already do. <laughs> it just, I think that already happens. But uh, now we are over at Drink of Ages Pub. I said, stop by, come have a pint with us. And this episode of Drink of Ages is brought to you by Bell's Winter White L. Bell's Brewery up there in Michigan. They they make this weed ale for winter. So, you know, if you're like, not really looking for a big heavy stout or, you know, a big winter warmer, then grab a Bell's Winter White Ale. 5% ABV, just nice, easy drinking and refreshing for whatever, you know, inside, outside temperatures you're dealing with. Because I find myself... Yeah, it, it's, it's the temperatures around here, man. It's just going... Ape, ape almost said something bad. It's gone crazy. And uh, we'll get into that. Uh, but yeah, let's introduce on tonight's show. Great Heights Brewing Company is hanging out. We have Sean Benares and Patrick Christian. What's going on, guys? Hello. Hey, John. How's it going? It's doing well, man. Doing well. Uh, you guys are breathing fine. So that's good. Uh, all the bad the air changes hasn't affected you so much. No, I, hey. When you uh, work in the back of a brewery during uh, the eight months of summer, you're thrilled when it cools down, you know, even if it's only into the 70s. <laughs> yeah, it's um, this, this back and forth. I mean, it's great and big storms coming, all this other stuff happening, uh, you know, December. But this last weekend was just such like, one of the best weekends by far. But it's like 70 degrees in December, blue skies. Perfect. I had a buddy just moved to Houston. And uh, he moved that weekend, and he's like, "Dude, I'm so happy I moved here. The weather's fantastic." And you're like, "I didn't rain on his parade." Yeah. It's said, like yeah. this. Well, you should yeah, say he good. came from like Ohio, right? He gave you. Yeah. 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 I was like, "Man, just wait till you like this. It's like this all the way through July, and <laughs> uh, then it'll warm up a little bit in August." But yeah, just there. Yeah, it's not bad. By July, you mean the first week of April, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, it's uh, no, I mean, it's, it's been it's good, man. It's time of year, but it is it is funky, man. So I don't know. That's why. But I haven't been able to breathe in like the last week. You know, just uh, whatever, man. Just temperature fluctuation. Maybe I saw the the farm that I live at at my house with all the animal hair or something, man. But it's got me. Like last week's show, I was sitting here talking and my eyes were swelling shut. Just are for you, are you introducing a new sponsor? Is Flonase a sponsor? So of let me. Zertec D is bringing you this episode of Drink Probably of Ages. Collecting all that pet dander and that giant beard of yours. Uh, man, there's all kind of thing collects in this beard. I don't doubt <laughs> it. <laughs> knowledge, mostly knowledge. Just knowledge. I mean, if you want to learn something, look into a beard. 
I think we kind of had a conversation about that, like at your anniversary party, but it was a whole different topic about beards. I do have a question about your beard. Has has it maxed out in length? Like, do you have to trim it, or will it keep going? It'll keep going, but okay. this is... It's not at terminal is, length. Yeah, this is where I like to keep it. Okay. It's a good size for me, you know, because... Um, Basically, for sleeping purposes, uh, I can braid it, and and when it's braided, it kind of stays like this. If it gets any longer, then it, it starts folding up, and you know it's just in my face and all that stuff. So, no, it's it's a good length. So wait, that, it's actually a real beard. Yeah. Well, I thought that was something you just peeled off at night. I, I thought um, it was a prop. I'm not telling any secrets. Okay. But I do make a lot of money this time of year. <laughs> I'm not familiar with what you guys are talking about. But an anniversary party, uh, that was a good time. I did show up later than I planned, and yeah. You know, but it was a good time to come in because there was still a lot of people there hanging out, and everybody was at a very good state of mind. Oh yeah, it's a bit of a blur to me. I remember yeah. seeing you. That's that's about the extent of it. It, it turned out uh, it, it was a great time. I think everybody that stopped by had a good time. We had some good music. Uh, the four new beers we came out with, were, they all, we were very happy with them. Got a lot of great feedback. I think everyone enjoyed them. We brought a few of them tonight to uh, share here at the table. Yeah, as soon as I uh, get through this Denali IPA, which, you know, at this rate, it's going to be... Hold your nose and chug it. Yeah, before the segment's over. Uh, then we'll start getting some of these beers. Chelsea sent me a picture. Chelsea is someone that works over with it over at Great Heights and from that night. And it's me with my, I've got my fingers in a, in a beer. <laughs> and that's, you know, it was a good night. Do you have any uh, recollection of that? Uh, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit of recollection. I, I think I made a joke to her about it only being two fingers. Hashtag me too. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> oh. That um, yeah, it was um. I know we were talking about well, okay, no, the conversation. Okay, I, I, first of all, must scratch. We can't have this conversation because we're on ESPN. So a lot of things that were said at the table that night cannot be repeated on air. So that's, that's I guess I, I probably should change the subject. Yeah. So have you recapped uh, your golf tournament on the on the uh, radio show since you had it? Uh there's been a there's been few mentions of the golf tournament other than it being just like a great tournament you know that was a whole lot of fun we raised a lot of money for pints of prostates and everybody had a good time out there a lot yeah, of beer was drink we had fun pouring and one of these days we'll uh i guess hopefully play in it i don't know man it seems like you recruited some pros this year oh yeah well i i don't recruit them it's well, uh, arnold recruited at least a pro baseball players yeah, right? yeah yeah it's like tyler white's out there playing it's like man is he a long driver because <laughs> he can definitely crank one i mean yeah you know he didn't have the prettiest swing i've ever seen but it was effective it was powerful <laughs> well that tournament in galveston island ended up winning this time and yeah they all they all try to get their little pros in there uh but i mean there's some friends of mine that are out there they're scratch golfers and so, you know, they're, they're just turning on scores. Plus, with all the mulligans, you get to throw an, you People threw an axe to hit their second shot on a par five. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a good time. I honestly don't even want to wait till next November to have another one. Because 
it's fun. It's a fun tournament. Well, yeah, it seemed like a like a great success, and it, it's good that you raised a lot of money. For, it was pints for prostates just go around, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah great cause. Yeah, and um, you know, no no carts exploded. Uh, <laughs> No ambulances came this time. I mean, there, there was there's a lot of positives to take out of this. Did anybody vomit on the course? I, you know, I didn't really drive around looking for that, and I didn't see a lot of people peeing in the bushes as much, like oh. women and men. So it was that course was made for vomit because there's four tee boxes at every hole. So yeah, you, you can know, definitely you plan a foursome. Three of you could vomit, and you still get a good clean drive. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it was a uh, it was it was a good tournament, man. It, it actually. We just need to go out there and play some golf sometime. Just get you guys out of the brewery and go play Let's around. Uh, I, I, I finally broke down, bought new clubs, because I've been playing with the same tailor-mades for, honestly, like 15 years. And you know, technology has changed, not just in electronics, but in, in golf, and pretty much everything. So it's like, you know, I'm going to play, if I play twice in one month, two months in a row, then I'm going to go buy some clubs. We'll end up playing like six times in two months. I'm like, all right, that's it. So a friend of mine, he's the head pro up at Woodlands Country Club. So I went up there. I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and get me a set custom made for me. So I can just start hitting the ball real well and doing all this. Start driving my 300 plus yard drives, all this stuff. Went and did that. Ended up with some really nice clubs. And uh, I can't hit my driver to save my life. It's just, it's just, it's embarrassing. My, uh, my dad convinced me, I'm left-handed, played baseball left-handed my whole life. My dad convinced me, you know, oh, if you're playing golf, you got to play right-handed, all these reasons. And I always sucked at golf. I finally caved and bought some lefty clubs a few years ago. And pretty much the first swing I took with lefty clubs is better than the best swing I ever took with right-handed clubs. So I talked to my dad about it. It's like, you know, what? Where did you get this advice? Why did you think that it was so important for me to play right-handed? And he just basically said, I didn't want to buy you new clubs. I just wanted to give you my hand me down. So if you're listening, Dad, thank you. It worked for Phil Mickelson. But, yeah, it doesn't usually work for anybody else. Uh, no, I mean, it's, it's just a, it's such a fun game. And one day I'm going to – I'll figure it out better than what I know. Yeah, but anytime you can just stop whatever you're doing for four to five hours – and go outside and just drink a beer, no matter what you're doing. And there's a reason for it, right? You know, I'm going to go out there and play 18 holes. And it's going to take four or five hours. I'll be home at some point. But you're hanging out with your friends outside. And it's, it doesn't get much better. Well, yeah. It actually does get better. But it works. <laughs> it works well. It's a lot better when it's not June, July, August, September in Houston. That is true. Yeah. That's a long four hours being outside and drinking if you play memorial it's like six hours and you die well also we're happy not to have been placed next to eureka heights at the tournament we love eureka heights <laughs> however for some reason every single time we pour beer at a festival they put us next to eureka heights which is great because we're friends with them but it, it confuses the hell out of everybody because they, everybody already thinks we're the same place yeah and so they you know they ask us all kind of weird questions they order buckle bunny from us and denali from them but uh, yeah, it was it was nice to not deal with that just this once. <laughs> uh, yeah, they walk in Eureka uh, Heights and they ask where that Greater Heights IPA. Hey now, <laughs> hey Ron, I've had enough with your jokes. All right, let's take a break because I'm out of beer. Actually, we're all out of beer. Drink of ages. <laughs> Thank you. 
Middle Tap is killing it with their IPAs. Heavy Hands, Justin, Houston Hayes, Draped Up, all have been phenomenal brews. With all the tasty releases, man, don't forget about Hop Gusher. This has been one of my favorite go-to beers for a while now. 6.5%, nicely balanced with a blast of hoppy aroma. The citrus taste and slight bitterness makes this a crowd pleaser. Grab some Hop Gusher and make this a regular in your beer fridge. If you are a fan of good beer, then come by Drink of Ages Pub, 1005 Wall Drive in Montrose. We have over 200 beers with 32 specially rotating taps of badass beers, cider, kombucha, and cold-brewed nitro coffee. Take a 32-ounce growler or build a mixed six-pack to go. You can even bring your own growlers in, and we will fill them. Drink of Ages Pub, badass beer for here, badass beer to go. Close by petrol station, another good place to go drink some beers. And, and so, yeah, you brought a crowler of some world, world of, of pain. pain. World, of pain. world of pain. John. I know, I like that, man. There's a lot of wrestling that gets played up, up here, you know, especially back in the early 90s, late 80s wrestling. I see Andre the Giant on screen as oh. we speak. Andre the Giant is, yes, one of the best roles. Our bartender, Mike, uh, and actually our Assistant Brewer Philip are both big wrestling guys, and uh, they've been known to go to the local wrestling matches. What is that? What is that league called that Sigma has out to their brewery every now and then? Oh man, league of local wrestlers, I think. Yeah. Well, our the name for this beer was inspired uh, just from a line from the movie The Big Lebowski. Of course, the namesake for some of our fermenters in our brewery. I guess all. Our fermenters? All of our fermenters. Well, yeah. Not our yeast brink, which is Walt Jr., but uh, everything else. We got Walter. We got Donnie. We got Bunny. The dude. We got the dude. And then we got Walt Jr. Does Donnie start making noise? You're like, shut up, Donnie. (laughs) Well, Walt Jr.'s funny because, so, uh, I have a child. My wife and I have a child. We have one. And we couldn't figure out what to name him. And... I jokingly said we're gonna to my mom we're gonna name him Walt Jr. just because that would be ridiculous. I was watching Breaking Bad at the time, character on there. My name's not Walt, so that's absurd. But I said it for so long that my mom would start referring to my child in the womb as Walt Jr. You know, hey, when Walt Jr. comes, you know, we're gonna get him this and that, whatever. So we named him. We ended up keeping the uh, the W A part of it and going with Warren. Pretty much just because I didn't really want to name him Walt Jr. That would be weird, and it was similar. I mean, it is at this day of age. I don't think it would be that weird. Somebody, somebody named their kid A B C D E the other day. I saw that dude. Or Absidy, something. Dude. Absidy. Absidy. It's a normal name. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, my wife. She's a NICU nurse, and over at the hospital, a med center, and so she sees a lot of pretty phenomenal names. I can imagine that. Uh, it's it's the good thing about those weird names is that it really stands out on your child's resume when he's applying for a job later. It really catches the eye of the recruiter, you know. I think that you they see, see that and they say, "Absidy, this guy, you only this have, person's going to be." You only have to change one letter in Absidy or A B C D uh, 
if you change what the C to an I, you get a bide. It's be another great Lebowski reference, mm-hmm. and a great brass beer, I guess. Don't don't promote other breweries, dude. <laughs> that's that's some pretty quick uh, word letter scramble. That was right there. I was trying to think of something after you said that, and and you know, all I could think of was World of Pain, <laughs> which is a pretty delicious beer, Thank by you. the way. Appreciate it. So this is a this is a big giant stout. Yeah. So it's a ten point three percent American stout, and uh, we've got what six uh, bourbon barrels filled with it right now in our tap room that'll be ready to go somewhere down the road. Yeah, we just just got a uh, the famous Vinny's nail, the nail that you you put into the barrel for samples. We just got those in the mail. Yes. And I uh, can't wait to tap into this and start tasting it. It'll be a few months before it's ready, but, you know, it's hard to put something in barrels and, and not tap into it and start taking samples. I know. It's, it's great to take samples. It's just that every day you take a little <laughs> yeah. sample because you want to know when it's at a, you don't You don't want it to be in there yeah. too long. Exactly. Uh, yeah, we probably don't need to actually take daily, daily then, samples. No. Well, what what happens to. is then all of a sudden when it comes time to, you know, let's put this in a keg, then it's like, all right, well, it's, the, the barrel's empty. <laughs> it's... Because there is like an uncarbonated barrel-aged stout is an abs- like room temperature is absolutely phenomenal. It is. Well, yeah, there's a few styles that taste better warm and uncarbonated, but uh, but that's probably one of them. The actual logistics of uh, this one haven't really been ironed out, but hopefully it'll see the inside of bottles by the time it's ready to go. Yeah, yeah. for a celebration of a two-year anniversary party. Well, well, we'll see. Maybe, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be that long or not, but who knows? I guess the uh, liquid will tell us when it's ready. Hey, halfway to um, to your anniversary party. <laughs> well, that, yeah, they've been in there, what, about three months by now. Okay. Yeah. we got the barley wine also in barrels. Been in there a little bit longer, so. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. You know, we're new to barrels. We have never really, uh, we've never done anything with barrels. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as a home brewer, we got barrel cubes and wood chips and experimented with that but basically we relied on talking to St. Arnold and talking to Eureka Heights and you know and uh, you know two different breweries whose barrel programs we respect and Sigma and basically just took their advice and tried to put it into action so if it doesn't taste good you can blame them <laughs> uh, if it tastes good I'll take credit for it absolutely it's a uh and I think I think a barrel program at breweries is is just absolutely a staple that every brewery should have a barrel, even if it's a small one. You know, they need to have a barrel program. If I could only make barrel aged barley wines, barrel aged imperial stouts, barrel aged quads, you know, that's what I would do. That's what I want to drink. I'm I'm mostly excited about our barrel program because I'll have a supply of barrel aged barley wine and stout available because there's not a lot of people doing it in Houston right now. There's a couple of notable you know, breweries that are doing it. Of course, St. Arnold Bishop's Barrel is the big one. Sigma's putting out some really good stuff. And uh, as I mentioned, Eureka, and there's others doing it too. But, you know, it's not like you can just walk into any grocery store and pick out uh, barrel-aged versions of, of your favorite beers. So, uh, you know, I'm just excited about having access to some. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, there's only a few that you can... Big stouts that, like you're saying, in grocery stores that you can go get a barrel aged version of. And I mean, 
I'm trying to think of a couple. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I, I think you ought to be able to find uh, Bourbon County brand stout in yeah. grocery stores for the next few months. Yeah, six months for, maybe. for a while. Yeah. Uh, knock the dust off of that. It's a departure from a few years back. I mean, it's sad that that probably was my favorite beer anywhere prior to them selling out. And I mean, it's still delicious. I'm not going to buy it, but uh, well, I mean, it's, it was after it's unfortunate after they were bought out, and then they had the infection issue. Uh, yeah, that's right. That, wow. Yeah, don't don't forget about the recalls. Yeah. And it just kind of put a put a hurt on those. But I, I can't even tell you the last time I had any. So the first time I ever had one, I, I poured it down the drain. I, sadly, I, you know, this is a long time ago, and my palate wasn't ready. I was just getting into craft beer, and I, I dumped it. And, uh, you know, eventually grew to love that style, barrel-aged, big imperial styles, et cetera. But certainly not for uh, newbies in the, in the craft beer world. You know, what's funny, though, is uh, here at the pub, we have people come in, and they're like bring somebody with them like oh, my, all my friend drinks is Bud Light I'm like alright well let's start with a nice Kolsch or Pilsner exactly, or something yeah. that we have on tap 1980 Kolsch no label or back pew you know sure. they're Pilsner Lager, Lagerish Kolsch something yeah something easy and then it's like alright let's throw a little hops in there and one of the best times I ever had this guy he came in he was like man I'm not gonna like any of this he's like okay I'll drink this I left and when I, I don't remember where I went, but I, I was I came back like three hours, and he's still here, and he's drinking the biggest barrel aged stout that we had on tap, and he's like, "That's it, I'm sold." Well, that's, and he Ubered home too, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, he had his buddy with him taking care of him. <laughs> kind of an accelerated progression uh, into beer nerddom there. Really took fast. Took about a couple hours. Yes, I mean he just was like, "Okay, 32 taps," and just started going through them. But by, you know, by the time he was done, he was his friend had him drinking. Big barrel of stouts. What'll do that is the New England IPA, too. I mean, really, we have people come in all the time and say, you know, I don't know anything about beer. Give me a Bud Light. And, I mean, the obvious thing to do is say have the Lagerish Kolsch, which is just a really light, easy-drinking beer. We saw a lot of that beer. But a lot of times our beer tenders will say, hey, you know, try one of these New England IPAs. It's kind of an entry-level IPA. It's a little sweeter and, and less bitter, etc. And probably two-thirds of the time that somebody who has only been drinking Coors Light tries a New England IPA, they like it, and it's funny to watch the progression of some of my own family members who aren't beer drinkers from that New England to like our Denali, which is our traditional West Coast IPA, and then even like my sister-in-law, Whitney, her favorite beer we make is our Citramendus, which is our traditional West Coast dry, bitter, double IPA, and you know, it all started because she tried the New England so there is definitely that, that sort of gateway beer there uh, with that New England style. Uh, it, it absolutely is. Uh, I don't like IPAs. It's like, oh, we'll try some of this fruity pellets. And they're like, well, that's good. Yeah. It's like, well, it's an IPA. It's a different end of the spectrum than what you probably taste yeah, before. They, you know, they fall a little, a little more on the, on the sweeter side. They're obviously more approachable. And exactly what you said, people drink this and they say, oh, but... You know, I thought I didn't like IPA. Are you sure this is an IPA? Yeah, and they're they're kind of, you know, they're they're taken aback, and, and it kind of opens them up to, uh, you know, trying more new beers. Yep. Yeah. And uh, but it's it's a that that style in its own is just just too easy. It's just too easy drinking. On that know? note, I've got a, another crawler here of our Lupulin Starship, Uh-oh. which is our. Uh, <laughs> it's a very big beer. It's an eight. 0.4 percent 
alcohol by volume. It is 100% Galaxy, and it's uh, it's our you know our lightest colored, haziest New England to date. We we've started with fruity pellets that was kind of a kind of tastes like beer, whereas uh, a lot of the New Englands now taste like uh, I don't know something sweet. And anyway, you'll see when you taste this guy here. But let me pop it open. Hear that? That's supposed to be like in the microphone. <laughs> Some of the best sounds ever. Yeah, this was a can opening. Hey, uh, you know, while we're pouring this, we're gonna take a break uh, so we can put some commercials in the show. When we get back, we'll talk more beer with Great Highest Brewing Company. Say congratulations on your anniversary, and man, I had some of that Space City Coconut Porter, 5.6%, delicious. I know you can find that around town. And another one, man, was a Granddaddy Perp. Sean, tell us about that beer. Yeah, it's a Blackberry IPA, 7.3%, quite unique for Houston and proven to be extremely popular with our guests. A great tasting IPA. Well, something else popular that you guys do is the Surf and Turf Wednesday nights. Yes, I mean, Aussie in Texas, so what else would we do for a steak night but put a couple of prawns on it? So a 12-ounce uh, rib filet with uh, a couple of prawns and, and a pint of your choice, all for $20. And then what's the happy hour special you guys have? Yeah, every Thursday and Friday evening from 4 till 7 p.m. There'll be happy hour, some brew tours for those who are interested, and uh, come down and uh, enjoy. All right, stop by Platypus right here just off of Washington, real close to downtown. Come grab some pints and man, grab a steak, some prawns. All right, we are back. We're hanging out here at Drink of Ages Pub. This is Drink of Ages Radio Show. I'm John Denman, DJ Muskratch, the producer. Uh, well, Scratch Man is being a little bit, a little bit quieter today. I've noticed, man. It's, it's he's kind of taking it a little easier on the side. But yeah, we are hanging out with Great Heights Brewing Company. We have Sean and Patrick, and hey, you know, we actually really haven't even talked about it yet. We've been, uh, one year anniversary party. We kind of mentioned that, but congratulations on you know your first year. Thank you. That is that is such a, a, a gigantic step, learning experience. Uh, Hardships, a lot of blood and sweat, everything else that happens you know, for that one well, year. When we opened, we said that we would do two years and then we would shut down. So we're halfway there. <laughs> so uh, it was kind of it's kind of a pop up brewery, which yeah, doesn't make a lot of is. fiscal sense, but it doesn't. But we're going to change over to and we're going to become a Mexican restaurant. We do that for two years, and then uh, after that, I don't know. It's kind of like, honestly, it'd probably be more profitable <laughs> doing <laughs> with that business plan. Well, no, so like, uh, so we just had our one an- one year anniversary, but. Really, we're about 15, 16 months old, so we're slightly older than that. Uh, but I was just talking to Sean yesterday about 
even though we're still very young and pretty new, there's been, what, I think 25 breweries, well, okay, not that are open, but since we started planning our brewery and actually, like, raising money, uh, seven breweries opened between the time we started planning and the time we got opened. Ten more have opened after we opened until now. Wow. And I know of at least eight more that actually have buildings that, you know, aren't just Facebook and planning, but are actually, you know, committed and have leases. So. That will be opening, yeah. hopefully sometime soon. Yeah. So it's it has not slowed down at all. Yeah. No, there was, you know, definitely waves. You know, you had the the old schools and, you know, the ones, uh, the one that's been around. Then you had the... Uh, let's see, what was it? No label car box. Southern Star. Oh, Southern Star. They all opened Buffalo up. Bayou, then Buffalo Bayou opened up. Yeah. And we were Eighth sort of Wonder. the next wave. And well, then, like, like right before us, it was like the uh, it was like the Backfish, Eureka Heights, Holler Platypus. Those all came very close to one another. Yeah, like right before us. Well, about a yeah. year before us. We got a backup plan though, John. <laughs> okay. Like all these breweries are opening up. There's more competition, but we're gonna be the Mexican Lager Brewery. We're going to only make Mexican lagers. We're going to have like 15 different varieties of Mexican lager. And that's all we're going to do. We're going to corner the market on Mexican lagers. So well, we're actually late to that party. Like, that's actually a really big thing right now. Okay. Well, fine. I was say, that is a really big thing right now. And to I don't the point have time where, to keep up with the industry. I'm busy making beer. Just Come making on. beer. Making beer. But hey, you know what I mean? You, you were, you're, you're in the right frame of mind. Weisenbach. Well, it's been a while since there's been any Weizenbox yeah, out there. That's all we're going to do from now on. Uh, hey, well, if you're listening to this show from now on, that's all we do. Wait, wait. What, 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 what is the um, icebox? The one where you freeze them and you bump up the a- ABV <laughs> on those? That's called an icebox. <laughs> an icebox. Okay. Whatever. Icebox with an E, not yes. an I. Yeah. 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 Maybe, maybe corner the market on those. It's like, all right, now so we're making 72% ABV shots of beer and you stuff it in a... And another animal. <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> what was that? Been in a prairie dog or a squirrel or a something squirrel, like a uh, uh, brew, brew dog. dog. Yeah, sink the Bismarck and tactical nuclear penguin. Yeah, tactical nuclear penguin. St- strategic nuclear penguin. Yeah, coming soon. Coming soon. Yeah, no, no uh, copyright infringement whatsoever. It works out. Yeah, the. the Beers that you guys have been making, though. Yeah, I think I told you, man, the first time. First time that we were on the show, we were talking about this on the break. I think uh, we came to the brewery and sat down with you guys, drank a bunch of beer. You know, where tap room was not open. And it's like, man, you guys are making good beers. I mean, you're making some really just excellent, just good tasting, quality, solid beers. My mom keeps telling me. Over the. uh, Yeah, good tasting beer has been. It's been a pretty high priority since. Before we opened, even it's uh, I'd say top ten to fifteen items in our priority list. Now, when you, whenever we start like breaking down what you want to be, well, so we wanted we wanted really cool stickers. That was probably number stickers. one. Well, no, 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 no. First, you have to have your logo to put on the sticker. So okay. you had to come up with. I mean, first is branding. Branding is like ninety nine percent of well, anything. You know, I mean. At first, we thought we wouldn't even do a logo. We'd just do stickers. Stickers was number one always. Logo was six or seven. Social media person. <laughs> run your Instagram oh, no, accounts. We have, we have a social media team. We've got what, uh, four or five full-time employees running, do, uh, running our social media. We have Phil and, and Carolyn 
and a few others. I mean, it's just so witty. Yeah, it's just every day I wake up and I'll, I'll, just want to look at great heights. Before uh, before we opened, I thought that running social media for Brew would be really fun, and it'd be a great creative outlet. And oh my God, it, it is a it's a chore. It is uh, it's it's there's it's stressful. There's pressure every day to try to come up with some fresh content idea. It's like how many times can I take a picture of the same beer in the same brewery? But uh, I mean, it it's super important. And people respond to it, but creating the content and putting it out there is not fun. It's and a weird not, time least, we least, live in. At least not, not when you have to wear not, yeah. not when you have to wear a lot of other hats within the company. Now, if you if that was your job and you can dedicate your all your creative energy and time to it, that'd be great. But not when it's just another thing that you got to check off your list every day. That's why that's why we have so many followers on uh, Drink of Ages Instagram because I'm constantly coming up with nonstop creative ideas to say the same thing every single day. <laughs> hey, come by and drink some beer. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. If you need help, man, I'll. I'll I'm just joking. No, I mean, like, <laughs> it's, no. it's, it's uh, no, it's tough, man. I mean, and that, that's honestly why a lot of a lot of places will just end up going. You know what? We're turning this over to somebody else because it, the, the creative content when you're doing 85 other things every single day well, like, like, like putting content out there is super important but I also feel like it is important to keep it in house yeah. uh, and not just outsource it to someone who isn't intimately familiar with the culture of the brewery and the personality of the people that make up the brewery I guess why I mean I'm envious of St. Arnold having a guy like Lenny that can devote a lot of time and energy to putting out great social media content and uh we're we're, we're saving up pennies to try and hire him away from st arnold so you know we're, we're only got to sell a couple hundred thousand more barrels of beer probably. he'll have to split time though it'll be half time social media half time brewer uh we're, we're a small enterprise so everybody's got to have two jobs i mean knowing lenny i think he'd be down yeah. well yeah sure. and maybe a great height sponsored like sports podcast or something with his background that's right yeah. that's right i forget about that he, he's hosted the radio show a couple times, yeah. and it is some of the most quality drink of the ages you will ever listen to. Because that guy, hey, I am not a professional. I, I'm just, I just like beer and just sit around and talk to my friends drinking beer. He, he is a true, he is a professional. So. Well, we're looking forward to our first invite to Lenny's podcast then, so we don't have to slum it over here at DOA. <laughs> now he wall. comes here to do it. <laughs> so... Yeah, make it happen. 1005 Wall Drive, Drink of Age Pub. <laughs> 32 taps. Delicious beer. Great heights on tap. Denali. Delicious IPA. So we just popped open a new crawler for you. I don't know if you've had a chance to, to take a sip of it Oh, yet, yeah, we, we missed called, the opportunity uh, to actually crack it open by the mic so you could hear it. But well, you, We, we could have just imagine. opened up another can. I mean, it's, it is radio, and so it's not like people are truly watching so what, I, what i just poured for you is triple secret probation which is a triple that we brewed as a pro-am we sponsored a category in the cane island ailers cia homebrew competition and matthew harold won for a triple hey, and I know uh, hey, good guy Excellent. guy brews a one gallon batch every single week of the year can imagine something more painstaking but he's a very skilled brewer he knows a lot about brewing he came he brewed with us and uh, and we're thankful for this good recipe because it's been a very popular beer. It's delicious. It's a triple with uh, sweet orange peel and coriander, 
And, uh, man, it's this is dangerously crushable for the alcohol content. It absolutely is, because uh, one of the things that, as a triple, you know, the, the, that orange pill cuts through what I don't like about a triple, right? Like, like I, you know, I understand, you know, a lot of people like them and stuff, but it's not one of my, it's not a beer that I usually go to. But with that orange pill added to it, makes it very easy it to drink. 7.6% drinks like it's... You know, five and a half. There's a lot of sweetness to it, but it finishes pretty clean and dry. It's not cloying. It's not going to wear your tongue out. It is, are you not big on the Belgian yeast strain? Like No, okay. I am not big. Not a big Belgian guy. I think guy. that's yeah. pretty common. American beer drinkers probably, you know, aren't super pumped about all the Belgian styles in general. Yeah. But I've always been a big fan of uh, Real Ale's Devil's Backbone. Uh First of all, I like the beer, but it's also got a bang for your buck. Uh, being able to buy a $9 six-pack of 8% beer. Yeah. And this, I mean, the smell, look, I'm going to hold this near the microphone so your viewers can smell this. Smell-a-scope. It smells amazing. You smell this? Viewers? Yeah, that's fantastic. Okay. Well, they're not even viewers. They're listeners. I, I can smell this <laughs> thanks to Zyrtec D. Hey, pick this up at CVS. 24-pack. <laughs> Don't make meth. <laughs> Use it for good reasons. <laughs> it's just weird, you know. It's, actually, I mean, I, I, I do go. I, I buy Zyrtec D a lot. Uh, scuba diving, did one dive, jacked my ears up. So you know, I take Zyrtec D. And the doctor told me, hey man, let's take that. You're fine. And, and they're right. But uh, every time I go there, I got to sign a thing. You know, show my driver's license, all this stuff. And and uh, there was. Oh man, I was I went to a store in Austin this last weekend. Went to Walgreens and there was something and it actually local Austin local store. Austin store drugstore, and they had a no meth like tagline like on a pledge? the pledge like a no like like the the, the the little cross out no meth. And I was just like, man, it's, it's, I mean, Austin's gotten bad, but I didn't know it's gotten that bad. Uh, well, I think Jester King now makes you uh, sign a pledge that you're not going to get back in line for all their fruit at sour releases. You can only buy just your one a lot. That one. No more, no mules. Yeah. It's- uh, you know, I figure that if, if you're willing to go that far, then okay, I'll sign it again. That, that says a lot. Uh, but hey, let's get some more beers because, man, that. That triple was really good. Good stuff. And now that crawler is empty. And we're actually, we're sitting at a table. This is like one of the most empty glass tables that we've ever set at during a show. So let's fix that. Drink of Ages. We'll be right back with more uh, beer talk and hanging out with Great Heist Brewing Company.
Whether a startup brewery or distillery or you've been around for years, the badass folks at Cash Branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel. Cash Branding does it all, from imprinted glassware, coasters, koozies, tin tackers, and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts, t-shirts, and caps. Their apparel decorating options are top-notch, offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing, using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel. Artwork services and samples are always free. Why go out of town or use multiple supplies for your branded merchandise? Keep it local like we do. Let the badasses at Cast Branding, the official merchandise sponsor of Drink of Ages, kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch. Give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out at castbranding.com. Radio. Hope everybody's been safe out there, having a good night, drinking the good beers. Yeah, I mean, just go out there, support your local breweries, and you know, one one thing to just go out there and go watch a live show, man. There's so much good music being played around Houston, and man, just go out there, go find a local band and start following them because Houston used to. Uh, we need to have a better music scene, and there's a lot of badass musicians that are being played out there, and a lot of these uh, places like like you know, the Fitzgerald's shutting down. Yeah, I and, saw that today. Yeah, Fitzgerald's shutting down. A place that yeah, I was, I was like 17 I mean, years old going to gonna shows. Someone's going to buy it and reinvent it as a music venue, right? I don't believe unless you're going to play on a stage in a parking lot. Then oh, uh, they're going to tear it down. Yeah, there's a, dude. There's a ton of good Beatles cover bands. You guys are overreacting. I think. I believe the Be- the Beatles. I believe are from Houston. Are they not? Uh, three of them. Yeah, three of them. Three okay. of them were from. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I thought I thought that the fourth was is right. up from up in Cyprus somewhere. Uh, Ringo, Cyprus, Fairbanks, Ringo, yeah, somewhere well, the, in that so direction. The, so the fourth one, Elvis. Oh, he's from Mississippi. That's right. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're mixing bands up here. Okay. Well, what do I know? Concentrate on beer, I guess. Support, yeah, but go out and see a live show. That, that's that's the whole point of this. Uh, go go listen to some music and drink some good beers, like some great Heights Brewing Company, who's our guest, hanging out here at Drinking Vegas Pub. We have Patrick and Sean. Uh, Two good Irish names, Patrick and Sean. Yeah, I'll say uh, mentioning our beer real quick. The three beers you'll find most frequently around town. Denali IPA. It's kind of our traditional West Coast uh, hoppy bitter IPA. Uh, lager-ish Kolsch, uh, which for my money is the best Kolsch in town. Uh, you know, choose that over a Love Street next time you see it. And then uh, Fruity Pellets, which is, which is our uh, New England IPA uh, that we are starting to make a little bit more regularly. 6%, just really easy, drinkable, approachable hazy IPA uh, anybody can enjoy that one but uh, yeah so that's what we're sending out right now well the ones that you brought in the crawlers uh, we talked about it earlier you know, world of pain and that's sitting in barrels that's, that's you know the good thing about world of pain John now that you brought it up the good thing about world of pain is that TABC label approval we're five or six weeks in what are we six weeks in 
Uh, that beer was submitted on October 26th. We're recording this on December 5th. So it's been, what, uh, that's like 39 days. Yeah, so the great thing about the TABC is they don't really seem to care about Texas residents getting fresh product. Every time we put out a new beer and we want to get it out fresh, we can't submit for label approval until the beer is done and they can test it for ABV. And it's great because we put out, like, say, an IPA, for example, like this Lupulin Starship, and we get to send that out to the customer six, seven weeks after we brew it because, you know, TABC doesn't really seem to care. They could hire one more person and potentially improve this situation, but that's the situation right now. So it's very, very frustrating that we can't get fresher new product. Of course, everything that we brew regularly, we get out fresh. But if we get some new product on the market, we literally have to wait five or six weeks for these people to to approve it. It's uh, yep. it's just absurd. Thankfully, we have previously uh, brewed and uh, got approval for fruity herb pellets. So if you do see that out at a bar this month, it's fresh. We're but not, you, we didn't have but, to but you may never see Lupulin Starship because yeah, chances are that way. it's going to sell out in our tap room before we actually. We'll get, have to brew we're, it again. We're not going to put anything on the market that's not fresh. But the point is. It, we're just hamstrung here in, in terms of what we can actually put out because the label approval is so, so slow. At the, the last Texas Craft Brewers Guild meeting, uh, one of the things that was mentioned that was actually pretty phenomenal was about getting rid of all label approval yeah. and going a federal approval. I asked the it. question. Yes, it was you that asked the question. That's right. And that uh, and Charles was like, yeah, that's a, that would be amazing if, if they can just use whatever the federal government approves in Texas, then that would cut out so much time. Well, yeah. it, it blows the mind. Done in, in a matter of it blows days. the mind, particularly when you're talking about beer that is only in kegs, because a label is literally a six-inch collar that fits on top of a keg with a uh, little checkbox with the beer name on it. We're not talking about uh, designing cans or bottle labels. We're talking about the absolute bare minimum of information, no graphic design. All they have to do is check off on it. It's basically a tax for any new beer, which we're yeah. fine paying, but go ahead and turn it around in three days, not six weeks. And, and so you don't know this about me, but in a previous life, I was a policy analyst. I worked for the Rand Corporation. I did policy analysis, okay? And there's so many policy questions that are very difficult. You know which policy question isn't difficult? How do you speed up and improve label approval in Texas, which is absurdly slow. And here's how. Hire one more person. Or maybe two. It's not that complicated. You know, they're supposed to serve Texas residents, and I assume most of your listeners want fresh, delicious new beer, but they're not getting it. So, anyway, anybody from the TABC that's listening, do something. It sounds like it sounds like you had a really exciting job before you got into beer. I did. Yes. I did. It was very exciting. Uh, <laughs> uh, one year into it, uh, actually no, we we're a little past one year. Great highest we're brewing on month company. Sixteen. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, month sixteen. We're still noobs, but we're not we're not super fresh faced anymore. No, uh, but you're absolutely right. I mean, have a lot of troubles that. that a lot of breweries have, especially getting started, is learning you know, how to work with TABC and then waiting on TABC. Which they, they're the ones that govern the licensing and everything for alcohol. And 
over the last few years, I mean, we've seen some crazy stuff happen over there from the directors leaving and, uh, uh, I mean, to, to the actual conversation of abolishing them completely. So I mean, who knows what's going to happen over the next few years or over the next election season. Yeah, who knows? I mean, look, a lot of it's common sense. Like, we've got this distinction between beer and ale, depending on what the ABV is. Does anyone really believe that that's serving the public, that that's serving a public need? You know, we've got this label approval that I've been complaining about. Does anyone really believe that someone looking at the name of our beer and the ABV and taking that long to do it, that that serves a public need? I mean, this is just some arcane rules that... Well, I mean, no longer yeah. have a lot of relevance. So every, every 10 years, I think every state agency is subjected to sunset. what they call a sunset review, where basically they just have to answer some tough questions to justify a lot of their practices, a lot of their expenditures, and the guild is uh, cocked and loaded, ready to uh, throw <laughs> some of these questions at TABC and make them justify a lot of their existence and... Uh, you know, not just not just the uh, Brewers Guild, but a lot of uh, state legislators. They want to know what is TABC spending money on, and is it necessary to carry out the objectives Man, of the that's agency? What, that's yeah. what got them busted for yeah. all the Hawaii trips. And yeah. why, why is the Texas co- the government company heading to Hawaii for meetings? Look, it's like, a, why, why is that happening? A lot of red tape, a lot of bureaucratic waste, but. Uh, Hopefully, we'll be able to lean that out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the effort right now is focused on to-go sales for breweries, for manufacturing breweries, and that's important, no doubt. But, I mean, I would argue that maybe equally important is label approval timeline because there's economic value in getting your labels approved in a timely fashion, being able to sell your new beers, your new labels, while they're still fresh. So, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna beat a dead horse, but yeah, but, but, it's, but, but, it's absurd. When you're it's when you're absurd. when you're a very small self-distributed brewery, and you want to put out a new beer, you know, say once a month, and you can't send that beer out of your brewery until it's four or five weeks old, that's yeah. a problem. And we, we that's bought, a problem for so us and for the people drinking our beer. We bought a new fermenter, and the purpose of the fermenter is to put a new New England IPA out every couple weeks, you know, every two weeks. We sell those predominantly in our tap room, no doubt. And we sell our beer fresh, obviously. We're not going to put anything old. But, you know, if we want to distribute some of that beer, it's nearly impossible because yeah. of this. Well, I mean, to me, the fact that I can go to the tap room and drink any beer you make at any time, but yet I can't go to Drink of Ages Pub and drink that same beer. Exactly. It doesn't make sense. Believe if us. you're on Wall Boulevard, okay, or Drive, one Drive or Boulevard, Drive. Drive. All right. If you're on Wad Drive. We're not that fancy. And you're looking for fresh Great Heights Brewing, New England IPA, you know, one of their new labels, you might not be able to get it. I mean, this is very, very upsetting to me, John. It is. Very, very upsetting. Yeah, well, there's there's a lot of things going on in the world, man. That's that one there. It's probably the most important. We're going to have to rebrew Glupulin Starship and then... Send out 15 barrels worth in one week to all the accounts that couldn't get it the first go around. Hashtag label approval. <laughs> that, that's that's trending now. That's trending. I'm, I'm watching it live on Twitter. It's trending. Well, uh, congratulations, man. I know you guys have worked your butts off. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at both of you. I mean, sitting here, 
you guys could probably probably just take a nap here if you need to because I know how many hours you guys put into the breweries and everything else uh, all the action stuff that goes on uh, congratulations thank you uh, making great product doing great things over there uh oh <laughs> yeah my name is Stefan Stamankovic and I approve this message Real American heroes. Here's the huge Great Heights Brewing Co. Brewing that delicious ass beer since day one. John, this is why you should lock your doors. Ghostros. The smooth stylings of Stefan, one of our uh, regular uh, Astros playoff viewers in our brewery. He had, he had a uh, special seat last year during the World Series run. That, uh, and he didn't sit in it this year when we lost. So. <laughs> As I said, man, it's, it's, it's all his fault. All his fault. Well, yeah, hey, thanks for having us, John. And if you're listening out there, uh, hit us up Wednesday nights. We have Pints and Pies Trivia, 7 o'clock every Wednesday. You can uh, win actual pies and gift cards. Uh, what, December 20th, I think we're having our Christmas movie edition. That's on a Thursday. Now open but, uh, Tuesdays. Yeah, we're open uh, Tuesday through Sunday now. Uh, so hit us up. We've got a crawler machine. You can get your Lupulin Starship, your World of Pain. Your triple secret probation, uh, you know, before we actually get label approval to send it out into the market. DJ Muskratch. DJ Muskratch. Yeah, get all, get up. I mean, it, there, there's something special about going to a tap room anyways. I mean, it's just, it is, it's just a great thing to do. And you can get beers over at Great Heights that you can only find in the tap room and take 32 ounces to go with you. So check, check them out. Sean Patrick, thank you guys for hanging out, man. Always good to see you. Uh, last couple times, I don't remember leaving, talking to you, but um, we'll see what happens before? tonight. You've never really left, John. <laughs> You're always with us. All right. Well, thank everybody for listening. This show is sponsored by Bell's Winter White L. So, man, go out there and try some of that. You can find any kegs, get package of it, you know, just a good little... Sometimes you want a really big, heavy stout. Sometimes you want to back off a little bit, you know, and then get something better. So... Try a little bit of Bell's Winter White Ale. Yeah, man. want to thank everybody for listening. Listen to any of the old shows sponsored by No Label Brewing Company, which actually is their eighth anniversary happening tomorrow. So if you're in the area, if you're out on the west side of Houston, if you're not there already, then um, we're out there, man, and go party over at No Label because it's a good good spot to go drink at some, a lot of beers and enjoy some good No Label Actually, no, Blood Brothers Barbecue. I was about to say no label food, but no, it's Blood Brothers Barbecue is going to be out there. Oh, man. Yeah, get the ribs. Get the ribs. DJ Muskrat. DJ Muskrat. Yep. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Everybody be safe. Let's go Texans. Keep on this win streak and uh, waiting on those uh, Rockets to start playing the way they're supposed to play. I don't know, Muskrat. We'll get it together. All right, everybody be safe. Talk to you next week.